the competition of who is the best football player in the world between Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo has continued in the UEFA Champions League. First, Messi scored two goals to help Paris Saint-Germain beat Red Bull Leipzig 3-2. In only 24 hours, Ronaldo scored a late-game winning goal for Manchester United to claim victory over Atlanta at Old Trafford. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. Unfortunately, we blew our predictions. Yeah, but not so. You know, not by so much. Yeah, like that, that's one thing which, like, I kind of want to start with, which is in all these games, like Red Bull against PSG, PSG and Atalanta against uh, Manchester United. So they are significantly smaller teams, mm-hmm. but they gave them a game. They, they did. were winning at certain points, and. Particularly with the PSG game, like yes, they lost and they needed those points, but to me that was like a real moral victory. That it was. really showed like what RB Leipzig can do. Yeah, shows the weaknesses in the PSG team. French heavyweight weights. Yeah, exactly. Like they meant they're what the richest, second richest team in the world. Mm-hmm. And also, it's funny we're talking about uh, Ronaldo and Messi. Last time, they had a similar situation where they scored goals in yeah. particular games. This time, you have Messi scoring two, but one of them was just like a one-yard tap-in. Yeah. It didn't really matter. He, for some reason, refused to take a penalty at the end of the game. Yeah, he gave it to Mbappe, and Mbappe yeah. gave it to him first. He's yeah. like, that's the greatest player in the world. It's an honor. Yeah. yeah, so for some reason, he turned it down, even though it would have got him a hat-trick. I don't mm-hmm. know why that is. Yeah. But then you have Ronaldo, who always... It's always Messi goes first, and Ronaldo somehow has to top yeah. him. He gets the game-winning goal with a massive header. Mm-hmm. You know, And I got to say, that goal was more exciting. Yes, I absolutely. love Messi, but that goal was more exciting. That was, that was in the last game as well, where they were head-to-head. Messi scored that goal where he kind of ran and came behind, mm-hmm. whereas Ronaldo's goal was significantly flashier. Yeah. Um, the issue, I want to say, if we're talking about PSG, is they... I don't, they play exactly as you expect them to play, mm-hmm. which is, you know, Messi, he is always conveniently injured during the league on, mm. but then he comes out in the Champions League and then he plays like Messi, which yeah. at his age now means he doesn't track back, he doesn't really defend, he's just in the right spot at the right time. We saw with that tap-in, you know, it wasn't that flashy, but to have the, you know, the second movement, as they call it, the True. skill on that to know that where the right position is, you know, he still has a lot of flair, but yeah. it also shows that Teams now know how to play against them. And I like Leipzig. I think Andre Silva is a really top talent. He got mm-hmm. the first goal, I believe. Or did he get the second? It was him. It was uh, the first one. Yeah. yeah. He got that first goal. Great goal. Uh, Christopher Nkunku, I believe, mm-hmm. got the next one. Yeah. You know, these are young, exciting players who are from a fairly small team. I mean, yes, it's owned by Red Bull, but still, compared to the might of PSG, they gave them a fantastic game. Arguably, should have won definitely, for my money, probably should have at least had a draw. Either way, in the return leg, I can see them doing actual damage. Either way, the other teams in the group will be looking at this now, knowing exactly what you can do if you're fast and you're not afraid of the superstars. You can, you know, basically run PSG off the pitch. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that you mentioned that Messi still has problems scoring or making not just incredible, like making performance that fits his name in mm. League One. Maybe yeah. they hired him for Champions League, but the thing is that he is not the Messi five years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if you, like, say, okay, I uh, save my strength, save my energy for Champions League, they will always find something to work against you. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. yeah. I almost think, you know, we'd have to give it a couple of years to look back in hindsight, but I almost think Barcelona won't be happy they had to get rid of him. 
But we'll see that he was already on the decline mm. and he probably would have continued being a dead weight almost on that team because it isn't just that he now plays the messy position. It's that he doesn't have an op- option to do something else. For True. example, like yeah. the idea of the messy position was he just kind of hangs around, he walks, and then he takes his spot at the right time. Now he doesn't have the legs to do anything else, which mm. means that players know what he's doing, yeah. knowing full well there's no plan B, and they just cut around him, mm. pass around him, avoid him when they're moving backwards. When he's off the ball, he doesn't really do anything. So he does still have this incredible skill, but it's such a small range that he can do with it that I don't want to say he's a liability yet, but in a season or two, he takes that team so off balance that, mm. you know, it, it was... Basically, what I'm saying is give it to the end of this contract, and I highly doubt PSG will renew it any further. Well, in another two years, I don't think they will too. But um, this penalty exchange thing between mm. him and Mbappe, will that give PSG any hope that they can actually retain that's, Mbappe? That's a really weird thing because, you know... For all the things that we hear about how difficult the locker room is with all these egos in, we never really see it on the pitch. You know, mm. I mean, when when everyone's playing well, you never see it on the pitch. Yeah. And they were win, they were doing well, they were winning the game. They had mm. a chance to put it to bed, and then they had this weird exchange. I yeah. don't, I don't know what this it's was like for. too intentional. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand why someone would choose not to take it. Why someone would choose to pass on to someone else. I mean, it's like the guys lack confidence. It isn't like they haven't taken penalties before. Mm. Like, you basically have in in Mbappe and Messi like two guaranteed scorers. Mm. I don't know if there was some kind of st- like stats they're working on or something, but it was just a very weird yeah, situation. Yeah, and when things get tougher, and it can be easily go to there after the group stage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah. When you get to the knockouts, you can't be doing stuff like that. That's no. that's the behavior of a team that knows they have a buffer of yeah. well, and you know, almost like interest from something big and bad happening. Yeah, yeah. right. And United mm. again, despite the win, not a pretty game. Yeah, and I will never own it to Ole. Yeah, yeah. That first half was basically exactly what we predicted. Where. Atalanta do their high press, their mm. wide press. Like both of those goals, they came from like pullbacks from the right wing that were like really far out. Yeah. And they just found so much space. Uh, Demiral, who they were saying he was injured or something because he kept kind of stopping and like mm-hmm. holding his hamstring. Yeah. He had an absolutely amazing game. Mm-hmm. And you could see that it was a definitely a game where it was one cohesive team versus 11 good players. Mm. And the difference between that. That holding midfield, like Fred and McTom- Scott McTominay, they had like basically no connection to the back right. three. So Harry Maguire, I believe it was him who should have been defending on both of those goals. Mm. But they cut past Fred, and Harry doesn't kind of see that they've gone around, and then has to chase. And because they're like a faster team designed mm-hmm. to press, yeah, yeah. he was just a step too slow. And then in the second half, it looked to me almost like, yeah, I mean, United do have this thing where whatever they do at halftime, they change their game plan mm. a little bit. Yeah. But it definitely looked to me like Atalanta got a little too cocky, a little too soft, and then everyone else turned up to... The, I mean, everyone else, by and by that I mean United, turned up to, like, okay, we can't just go down like this. Then when they pulled the one back, mm. you just kind of knew the two was coming. Mm. And then, yeah, when we mentioned the third was yeah, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah. But the issue for me, again, comparing him, because it is just such an obvious thing where you compare Messi to Ronaldo no matter what they're doing. Mm-hmm. In both situations, like, 
when they were losing, Ronaldo was terrible. Like his shots on goal, he was basically mm-hmm. kicking it right at the keeper. Yeah. He was always being man marked. He didn't really know how to get around it. So when he scored this fantastic goal, it's almost as if, you know, he sings when he's winning. He plays well when they're already playing well, mm-hmm. but he's no longer a guy who can just turn the game on He's his not head. a game changer anymore. Yeah, exactly. He's the guy who can put it to bed, who can do the fantastic goal, who can give you that edge. But if you're 2-0 down as they were in the first half, like, yeah. he was doing nothing. Like, I was amazed. Well, I, I'd say, basically, if he wasn't Ronaldo, wasn't that famous, wasn't that expensive... He should have been subbed off in the first half. True. But because he is that guy, they yeah. kept him on. And to be fair, he did get them the game winner. But after all that time, it's... Yeah, that's like something they share in common. Like, you're still good, but your legs, your body are not good enough to do everything you used to do. Like, you can still do fantastic things when you get the chance. But now you get a chance because you're playing Leipzig mm. and Atlanta. What if what if you replace those teams with uh, Bayern, yeah. with uh, Ajax? Precisely. Like, can you still get those opportunities? Can you afford to waste it? Precisely. Yeah, and like, for yeah, like I, I just to go back to a few years ago when that you know the eight two between Barcelona mm. and Bayern Munich, I look at both of these teams that we're talking about. If they get through to the next stage, I feel like we are waiting to see that mm. the PSG will get through, having just gone through these smaller teams, a little bit too cocky. They go up against an Ajax who has to prove something, a Bayern who are like a complete squad, they're going to get wrecked. Mm. This United team, I feel like, you know, it is, I like I've said this for years and one day I will be proved true with this is that it looks like a disaster waiting to happen. It looks like they are waiting to get to Champions League semi-final, maybe even a final. They get matched against the Bayern Munich. They get matched against like, you know, a a peak Manchester City, and they will just get run right through. That's like what happened to Barker. Yeah, yeah. precisely. And that's I, that, when I watch these teams and I see how they play, even when they get these comeback wins, it's unconvincing because of how it happens against the Atalanta. It should not that, have been a comeback win precisely, in the first place. Uh, precisely. I mean, Atalanta are a great team, but they are a much smaller team. Way too small. Way too yeah. small. Players aren't as highly trained on 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 the same level yeah. with you know physios, whatever, all that. This team with the stars that are in it, the Paul Pogba's, the mm. Anthony Martial's, the Bruno Fernandes, they should have been running right through them. Yeah. And instead, like the look of relief when Harry Maguire got that second goal, you shouldn't be doing that against like where where Atalanta and Serie are, like not mm-hmm. competing for the title. Yeah. You know, um, the way they've been in these past few years with Gasparini, he's got them competitive, but mm-hmm. competitive isn't winning. No. Whereas United, with that legacy, with that money, with that budget, with a Ronaldo, you should be target- targeting for like multiple championships, not Precisely. just like the Champions League qualification. Precisely, like this should be the kind of game where they win by a fairly wide margin, like a four nil or something, kind of like Villarreal mm-hmm. did, to show okay, we're competitive. Maybe try out some new formations to put Ronaldo through his paces and make sure he's working properly yeah, yeah, yeah. with the midfield. Instead, it was an absolute struggle. Mm. And it makes me wonder what happens now when they don't have Old Trafford behind them. Because, you know, what I think that we saw exactly. is when those first two goals went in, I was watching it live and I was wondering almost if there was no fans in the stadium because when it went in and it was so quiet, mm-hmm. I was like, well... Is VAR? Do they know the offside or something? It wasn't that. It was because there were so few Atalanta fans. I don't know if that's because of COVID restrictions or what, but you turn that around on its head and they have to go to Italy. I can easily see things going wrong. Yeah, that's true. And it's happening in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. 
another Spanish club, Barca. They they beat Dynamo Kiev by one. Yeah. But if you watch the replays, they should they should have been a five to nothing. Yeah. Win. Again, this is almost a going off what we were saying then, where like one nil. For a team that size against a team like Dinamo Kiev, mm. that's a joke. That's yeah. a real joke. Particularly when you see like you know Frankie De Jong and players like that mm-hmm. up front. Memphis Depay is there as well. It is like they have nobody. Like yeah, they lost Messi, but isn't like now they're a B team or something. They have a lot of really good talent. Well, they're who they're playing is actually a B team. Yeah, they're literally playing as the B team yeah. basically, and they are grinding these wins out. Mm-hmm. It, it, yes, the win is important. The three points is important. I guess that confirms that like Honold Coleman is going to be there a little winning bit like this it doesn't no. is sending a really bad message and you see him on the sideline and it's like I don't know he doesn't seem that involved he seems way too happy when they're getting a bad win like this you know he I almost think um you know he should have I don't know like not 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 celebrate it, but being a bit more upset yeah. with his players. Like I don't, I'm wondering if he, like, who will be gone first, him yeah. or you know Laporta? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was one of those ones where, to be fair, I almost think this is a recurring trend this week where the win gets them the points, but it almost comes across like a loss mm-hmm. or a loss that will kick in in the next tie Maybe. or the one afterwards where yeah. the bigger teams or the more structured teams can see the weaknesses and the team that's won will think they can do it again and they probably probably can't and that's true I, I, yeah. I'm wondering another thing do Barcelona miss Suarez yeah and Griezmann yeah I mean fantastic game for Griezmann before that red card because in the first half oh to uh, nothing to two yeah in 12 minutes and then Griezmann just came what a what a truly wild fit like that may be like oh, in, off the top of my head I can't think of a first half that had like so much just yeah. pure entertainment you had fantastic goals, fantastic saves, uh, just fantastic technique all across the pitch. Mm-hmm. Like, if almost there was a way for like that to have been the Champions League final, I would have it would have made sense. That's true. And now I kind of understand why Atlético pays so much money for Felix. Yeah, the kid could could dribble. It's like yeah. the first time I saw some really genius playing with the ball. Yeah, yeah, and the way that game went where it was like it's very fast paced but mm. still technically like you say the dribbling was fantastic the passing was fantastic I think which was really noticeable is in defense uh, Atletico whatever it was they were doing like they just seemed to know where the ball was going to land yeah. so several times you know they're, they're passing it gets intercepted and they just get it right back mm-hmm. immediately I mean I believe that was Graceman's second goal where the ball gets loose. I think Van Dijk went loose from him, and he just jumped on it and scored. Um, Alison Becker, like this is one of the few games I can say with certainty where a goalkeeper concedes two, yeah. and it's still an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. Because if it wasn't for him, that's five, that's six, that's maybe seven. Yeah, and to concede two, but then still have the confidence, the wherewithal to defend the rest when um, when he had that miss kick. And Griezmann, I think it was, got back onto mm-hmm. it, and it, he f- somehow managed to get it and kick it back into play. Like, that's really fantastic. That's when we say a goalkeeper saved the game. Yeah, are the are Liverpool's fans kind of predictable? Because every time like this, at least in Tuesday's game, they mm-hmm. tried the same thing too many times. Yeah, it worked. I yeah. mean, I get it, it worked, but still. Yeah, I think that's one of those things where if it works, they stick with it. But then when you're up against a side like Atletico they will push you to making sure it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. They took them right to the limit yeah. almost. Um, How do you look at the referee's decisions in the second half? 
So that the decision with the red card, that's one of those ones where it's understandable because there was no malice, no intent yeah. to it, but it's still dangerous. He did play. kick the man's head. Yeah, because it's one of those things where I don't know if it still stands domestically, but I know in Europe the rules are slightly different and the high foot mm. is significantly... Uh, it's basically considered More punishable. Yeah. yeah. For example, if that exact thing would have played out in the Premier League, that would have been a yellow, like a guaranteed oh. yellow. But where it was a straight red, like it's understandable, it was dangerous, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. there was no malice to it. As for the penalty decision, I don't know because it was really soft, but it was still looked like a penalty. It's like, you know, the penalty at the other end, it was mm-hmm. the same thing. The yeah. difference was the elbow was clearer that end. This time around, it was a slighter nudge. But if we're still just going to give contact in the box, you know, I think that should have been a penalty. But either way, the fact that they were down to 10 men and it came down to a penalty to decide it from Mo yeah. Salah, like that shows just how good this Atletico team is under yeah. Simeone. Like he has got that side. They are used to being like the villains, mm-hmm. but now they play like the villains, but also with this like fiery edge to them, which I think is the thing they've missed in previous seasons. You know, there was that the tie against Chelsea last year where they were basically playing stalling for like 18 yeah, yeah, minutes. Yeah. If that backfires, you're gone. That's true. You know, that, that's basically what eliminated them from the tournament. So a thing which is really positive is it looks like they've learned from that. Mm. And I hope that that can take them further, particularly when you see Griezmann, Suarez, when they're on the sidelines, when they're on the pitch, they're smiling, they're laughing. You never saw that at Barcelona. No. They're loving their football yeah. here. And that's always a positive sign. And they have now the talents to punch back when they're having the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, this whole... Thing, because I remember like a few days ago uh, when Klopp said something not so pleasant about Atletico and Diego Simone. It's like they're the team that playing not very ugly. Yeah. And after this whole game, despite the loss, I think it it creates a rivalry. Yeah. Between Atletico well, and Liverpool. Well, also, did you see what happened after the game? Yeah, he didn't shake hands. Yeah. I, I believe it's like he he had no problem with Klopp, but yeah. if he stays, he might have to punch the referee. So yeah, so they said afterwards on BN Sports mm-hmm. that Simeone does that a lot when he loses. Even when he wins, he's not happy. He just runs into the back. Yeah. The issue was Klopp when he went to shake. He wasn't there. He went to shake the uh, like assistant mm-hmm. hand or something, and you could see he was like shaking his finger at him and saying something like. Yeah. This isn't right. Afterwards, when he was being interviewed, the interviewer asked Klopp if he was angry. And Klopp just lost it and was like, I'm not angry. Why are you saying this about me? Why are you saying this about Simeone? Apparently, he, he And he just got yeah. up and left. Yeah. So you are right when this seems like there's a, there's definitely a tension building between mm. these two teams. And, you know, go back to what I was saying a few weeks ago. We've got a lot of rematches in this tournament. But if these rematches are producing games like this, mm. rivalries like yeah. this... You know what? I take it all back. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And this is where football got good clashes, mm. different uh, different concepts. Yeah, they will create something exciting to watch. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. When you get two teams like this who have very clear philosophies and they come together, mm-hmm. it's always going to be exciting. Yeah, that's true. And we will have the exactly same schedule in two weeks. Yes. Yeah. And we, I think, most of many of us are looking forward to be hearing from you about those in two weeks. Yep. Can't wait for it. Yeah. See you next time. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.